You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is episode number five. Today we're talking about branding and how you can do your own brand audit for your business. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready, because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Rock Your Wedding Biz. I'm Renee Dallow, and I'm here with Mindy Marzik, and we are going to be talking today about brand audits. Yes, how to take a look at your brand and figure out if you need to change anything. And the truth of the matter is that pretty much everyone needs a brand audit. Like, what would you say, Min? Every six months to a year? Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say that you should be taking a look at it and, you know, taking a very critical look at your brand and making sure that it's still relevant to who you are as a business owner. Agreed. And I think if you haven't done a brand audit yet, or if you haven't done one recently, this is the wake up call. This is the push. This is the little tap on your shoulder reminding you that it's time and we're going to yep. walk you through it. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about how you know when it might be time to do a full rebrand, how to just do what we call a brand refresh. Yes. And then how to apply that to um, to all your different various places on the internet. I love it. I love it. One of my favorite quotes about branding is, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Ooh, right? That's really good. It's really good. And sometimes you'll get clues about your own brand from people just casually saying things to you. And you're like, oh man, I never, I never noticed that before. Or like for me, a few years ago, I worked with this officiant who I love uh, and she wrote me a wedding wire. Um, what's it called? The pro- It's like an endorsement. Yeah. And what she wrote in the endorsement was simply this. She said, Renee Dallow is the no-nonsense Mary Poppins of wedding planning. Uh. And when I read it, I was like, what? That's amazing. Like, that's the best compliment. But the longer I've lived with it, because she wrote that like two years ago now, I'm like, it's really, that is a really accurate description. That's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute, but it's, you know, I get it. And then yeah. someone else recently said to me, Oh, that looks like such a moxie bright design. It's so easily elegant. Easily elegant. And I was like, man, that's great. So then, you know, you have to sit with yourself and be like, oh my God, is it easily elegant? Is that my thing? And you're like, sometimes it's easier for someone to tell you what your thing is. That's really true. Because I think a lot of people, especially when you are perhaps just starting off with your business, you have no idea where to start with branding. Sometimes it helps to sit down with someone and say, how would you describe my personality? <laughs> And yes. go from there. Right. Because at the beginning, you don't have a body of work to show. You're just going with who you are yeah. and what you like. And sometimes that's fine. It's fine to start with that. You know, it's so funny over the years that I've been in the wedding industry and specifically as a wedding planner, I often seen brand new wedding planners start out their branding with something that's really art deco. Oh, I don't know why. I did it too. I kind of went like a deco, like a glittery deco kind of way. And then I was like, none of my weddings are glittery deco. What is this? And then you have to, <laughs> you have to reassess and think like, oh, this isn't who I am. But at the beginning, you don't know. So I think it's okay to start somewhere. Yeah, obviously. You have, you have to start somewhere. Like for me personally, I just kind of started with, as far as my branding, I just 
kind of picked my favorite colors and a pretty font. And I was like, okay, this is me. Um, I didn't put too much thought into it. Later down the line, um, I worked with someone who kind of created a couple different logos for me and I could pick pick the one that I like the best. Um, But it still played off my favorite colors and, you know, the colors that I'd had with me and my brand for a while. So I think that if you if you do, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but if you do want to do a rebranding, it doesn't have to be a complete rebranding of your entire business look. You can just maybe switch up some fonts or trade out one color for another and things like that. So I think if you're thinking about your brand or if you're thinking about your clients, the clients that have come to you or, you know, and you're, and you think these aren't really the people I want to be working with, or like, this isn't really the kind of work I want to be doing. I think you need to take a look at your brand, which for our purposes for this, for this podcast, what I think we're talking, you know, what we're talking about for brand is pretty much anything you put out there in the world with your business on it. Mm-hmm. So it's your website, it's your social media. Quite frankly, it's also the tone of your emails, the way you construct and, and send mm. your emails. It's everything you put out in the world. And I think you need to take a hard look at all of those things and say, like, if I'm not, if if I'm not making my goals, I'm not reaching my goals, how can I change it from my end? And sometimes that means, you know, burning it all down and starting over. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. I did that in um, in 2015. So I had been in business for about two years at that point. No? Yeah, two years. And and I, I loved my clients. You know, I was getting some of the kind of weddings that I wanted and then some were just kind of not not right, not right for me in one way or another, not bad, just not right for my goals. And my goals had changed, you know, Mm -hmm. at at the beginning, I just wanted clients. I was like, please let, please let me plan your wedding. And then after a few years, I was like, okay, I get more of what I really want to be doing here. And so I decided to hire someone for a full brand redesign. Let me ask you real quick. When you first started out, did you just do all your branding yourself? Yes, I built my own website. I actually did hire someone to create a logo for me. Um, and I think I found them on Etsy. I'm pretty sure I found them on Etsy. And then I hired someone that you recommended to help me refine the website because there were just, there were just some things, some coding things that I didn't know how to fix. So it was kind of a, I always called it like a Frankenstein website. Like I put it together yeah. <laughs> piece by piece. But I think, that, I think most people do that when they start out. Yeah. Oh, I think so. And I think you sort of have to. I, I feel like you kind of earn your stripes that way a little bit. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was helpful. You know, I had come from a blogging background, so I knew about WordPress. I knew a little bit about the back end. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm not a coding expert, not in the least, but I, I know how to use a template. Mm-hmm. I know how to post things and change things around. So for me, the I just wanted something to get started. And then once I realized that was no longer serving me, I realized that I was A, too busy to do it myself, and B, I didn't know what I didn't know, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to pay someone to help you with things you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I think that it's really tough for people to, especially if they started out and they created their own logo and they created their own website and things are going okay. I think it's really hard for people to take a look at that and decide that it's time to spend the money on a professional service. So how did you finally make that really difficult decision to drop some money on a new redesign? I can tell you exactly where I was when I decided. (laughs) It was such a pivotal moment. (laughs) It was a pivotal moment. I was in San Francisco at a conference uh, called The Simple Plan, which is by Sage Wedding Pros. Highly recommend. It's about getting your 
business BS together. You know, it's like getting your back end together, like writing a mission statement, figuring out who you are as a business, figuring out what your core values are. Like it was, it was pivotal for me. And I, I actually did it. I think now I think I did it at the right time, but for, it was still like a year and a half into my business. And I was like, yeah, I don't have a mission statement. That's not a good idea. <laughs> so I went up to San Francisco and I was sitting in a small conference room with like probably, I think it was 20 other, uh, I think it was all female entrepreneurs and almost all of us were wedding planners. And I remember opening up my laptop to pull up my website and I was sitting between two other uh, wedding planners that, you know, they're still in business. They're still friends of mine, very successful. At the time, they were maybe a year or two ahead of their business. Or actually, in one case, Amy was way ahead. But anyway, I literally remember all three of us opened our laptops, pulled up our website, and I remember feeling like a deep shame. Oh, no. (laughs) When my website came up because it looked so... Mm, just it didn't look like me. Yeah. I didn't feel proud of it. And it certainly didn't look contemporary enough. It looked it looked like the idea of what a wedding planner's website site should be, but it didn't look like my wedding planner website should be. Yeah. And it didn't represent me at all. And I remember looking to my left and right and kind of like closing my laptop a little bit. Oh. And having the girl on my left be like, this website is is a work in progress. Like this isn't finished. And me blurting out, well, I'm getting mine redone redone. <laughs> Because in that moment, it was the only thing I I was like, no, I have to get it redone because I actually didn't spend a lot of time uh, looking at other wedding planners websites when I when I designed mine just because I don't really I'm not a big like look around to your left and your right a lot. I'm kind of a keep your eye on your own paper kind of person, Mm -hmm. more, more or less. I certainly wanted the same structure that a lot of wedding planners had as far as like what the pages were called and the information that was provided. But as far as like the actual design of it, I was very like headstrong, like this is what it's going to look like. And then, you know, a year and a half later, I was like, oh, this is not what I want it to look like anymore. And so uh, I decided I was going to redo it (laughs) in that moment. And then I came home from that weekend and I started doing some uh, research. I have been a member of the Savvy Business Owners Facebook group for years. I recommend it to everyone. It's an c- incredible resource for really valuable um, relationships and also, you know, knowledgeable women mm-hmm. that are kind of rocking the entrepreneurial space. And it literally um, was like a cosmic wink. I went on, <laughs> I went on uh, Savvy, and I was just searching. I actually don't think I was searching. I was scrolling, and a little a little discussion popped up, and it was Irene. Um, who was eventually my designer, spoiler alert. And uh, and she said, like, I'm, uh, I don't know if she was launching or she was doing something where she was like, I, I'm taking on new clients and I'm doing like a little bonus for if you are savvy, you can contact me here. And I went to her website and I was like, oh, she's exactly like her website looked in essence the way I wanted my new website to look and not specifically like the colors or whatever, but just the ease of it. Like, it looked really elegant. There was a lot of white space. It wasn't trying too hard. My my first website was definitely trying too hard. Yeah. And when I went to Irene's site and I read her blog and I read about her and I was like, okay, let's do a discovery call. I think she might be the person. And I looked around a little bit for other people just to compare. To compare. But once we talked on the phone, I was like, no, you get me. You get it. That's great. Yeah. It all just kind of happened at the right time. It did. You know, so I think so many things in my life I can say, like, I sort of get this, like, spark of idea and then the universe conspires to have it fall into place. Yeah. 
Does that sound very woo woo? But that is. Uh, I mean, true. yeah, I'm. I believe that that <laughs> that type of stuff has happened to me before. So I'm a big believer, and you know, and sometimes these things are all around you, but you have to be in the mindset, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you notice you notice the comments about web design or right. you know, right? Because a week ago, I probably it wouldn't have registered, but in that moment, it was what I needed to see, and it just so happened that that's how it came out. And honestly, if we had had the call and I and we didn't jive, I would have been like, okay, yeah. walk away, find someone else. But it, it just kept saying, it just kept being a yes. And so we just went for it. And then um, the process of it was fairly, it was intense, but it was also fairly easy. Yeah. I, I, I tend to go into design when I'm working with other people on design with a little bit sometimes of like a half-baked idea, sure. you know? And like, I, like I did the same thing with my wedding florist. I was like, these are my ideas. Now you go. <laughs> yeah. And she came up with something brilliant, yeah. right? And I did the same thing with Irene where I was like, I kind of want it like this something like this, maybe this font, I don't know. And she, <laughs> and she literally gave me what was in my brain. I just didn't, I hadn't like spent enough time cooking it yet. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, I think that it helps to know a little bit of what you want your brand to be about. And then you put that into the hands of the expert that you're paying to bring it to life. <laughs> yeah. I think the first thing to know when you're going into a rebrand is that you have to have you have to sit with yourself and have some idea of where you want the boat to go. You can't just let it wander around the ocean, like hoping you're going to get to shore. You know, you have to you have to figure out what the goal is always. Obviously, as you can tell, if you've listened to any one of these episodes, I'm extremely goal oriented. Like I set some goals and then I just we just go for them come hell or high water. Mm -hmm. But um, I think when I went into my first that first rebrand, I had like an 80 percent idea of what I wanted. Um, and now I'm working on a, a, a new brand, different brand. And I went in with like 90% of what I wanted. I think you always need to leave room for some play. You need to leave room for your designer to work and to live and to, and create. Yeah, definitely. But you have to go in with enough that they can. And then at some point you have to, and I think this is another hard thing. Uh, you have to make a final decision. Oh yeah. Well, you were part of that uh, for me because when I was getting all of my, uh, drafts back for the logo and the design boards and everything. I had like a, a small group of trusted people that I would share it with because I didn't want uh, in the end to sort of launch as yeah. like, surprise, like, what do you guys think? And then have people be like, oh, that looks really blah, 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 not what I was going for. So I chose to share my rebrand yeah. with like three people and the, the same three people always. So they kind of saw the evolution. So what was that like on your end to sort of see yeah, it Yeah, I mean, it's together? a little, it's a tricky situation because um, obviously when you have a friend who's, who's designing this new brand or creating this new business, you don't really want to be too critical. Um, but so it, it's a tricky situation as a friend to be like, all of these logos are really great, but I kind of hate this one. So don't use that one. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh, what if that was their favorite? And now I've just crushed their whole like line of thinking. Um, but I, I'm kind of a blunt person. So it. maybe that's why you chose me to, <laughs> to discuss it. Well, yeah. And I also think that's okay too. Like I know um, when I'm working on this new brand, I mean, full disclosure, I showed Mindy the color scheme and she was like, I hate it. And I was like, well, you're not my ideal client. You no, said you hated no, I it. Didn't. I would you? never say I hate it, but I, I didn't like one of the colors that you used, and I, I told you, ah, and I, told and that's you. my favorite color. And I was like, <laughs> and, right, what was uh, my and I think I said, do you, but, you know, do what you want, and you said I will. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no, I said, yeah, but well, you're not my true. ideal client yes, for that's this. Like, that's exactly what you said. <laughs> I said, yeah. you don't like that color, but that's you're not my ideal client. So I love you, but I'm going to continue. Yeah, and you're like, no, get it. Yeah, get do, it. What, do what you want. <laughs> so, But I think it's important to kind of ask some people because you don't you almost when you're doing these types of things, you almost kind of get lost in your own little world. And you don't want to make some decisions that are made out of uh, frustration or fatigue. So you want to share it with a couple people who are close mm-hmm. to you, like maybe mm-hmm. a spouse or a business partner or business bestie. And that way, yeah. they can they can and look also- at it and give you their real honest, unbiased opinion, because they're not in the bubble that you're in. Correct. And also, like what happened to one of our friends last year, she was going through a rebrand and she sent me a draft of a logo and she was like, I really like this. And I said, hey, do you know that this looks like someone else's logo in our market? And she was like, no, I had no idea. And I said, hey, like, here's the other logo. I happen to know it. I don't know how I knew it. It was somewhere in the depths of my brain. But when she showed me the, that particular you know, potential logo, I immediately clicked into the other logo. And I was like, I think this might be too similar. Yeah. And she was like, you know what, you're right. And had she not shown it to me, had she just run with it, it would have been a bad situation in the long run. Yeah, it could have been a faux pas if that other company ever saw it. Yeah. So, so go in with what you think you want. Leave some creative space for your designer. Share the drafts with your friends or yeah, get some opinions, people, some trusted people. Yes. Um, and then, you know, you have to make a final choice. And then, like I say yeah. to my brides, you make that choice and you do not look back. Yeah. You know, you buy that wedding gown, you stop trying on other wedding gowns. That's just how it goes, yes. man. Yes. At some point you have to, you have to stop and just make the decision and be like, I mean, obviously don't pick something you hate, but you have to <laughs> at some point. I mean, if you have like three good options, you got to pick one at some point. Yeah. I think the the thing we've seen over the years, and I think you'd agree with me, is so many of our friends who do rebrands, it just drags on forever and ever. Mm-hmm. It can take so yeah. long because because you're busy and you're working you know, on your business. So it's hard to work or sorry, you're working in your business. So it's hard to work on your business when you're serving clients mm-hmm. and doing all that other thing. Mm-hmm. But um, again, I think it goes back to kind of sitting with yourself and knowing what it is you want to change. Um and like we said earlier, it doesn't always have to be like a burn it down and start over. You know, my yeah. website was redone in December of 2015. Uh, I will probably be redesigning it next year once I'm done with this other brand that I'm working on because yeah. I can't stop working. Um, but but in the time that I've had the website, it has had many different iterations onto how it looks because I change things every few months. I change the photos. I change some of the copy. I refine the message because the message from 2015 is different than the message today. Oh, yeah, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I go in and I I tweak it and I, you know, because I have a little bit of knowledge of the back end. I'm not a designer. I don't know code, like I said, but I can change the copy and I can change the photos with ease. And I think Mm -hmm. if you um, I think it behooves every every wedding professional to understand how their website works enough that you can change it yourself. And honestly, I learned everything I learned about WordPress from Googling Google and videos and just learning myself. It's not that hard. Yeah, same. I'm completely self-taught when it comes to coding and website creation. And it takes a little bit of time, but in the end, it's worth it so you can keep fresh. Because the thing about about your brand is that, you know, the people who are coming to you, especially in the wedding industry, they haven't, they don't know that your website's from 2016, but they will know it's not current if it doesn't look current. Yep. So you got to stay fresh. Yeah. And people are getting savvy. They can tell if you are, have built like a template on a site like Wix or, yeah. <laughs> or one of those like 
what you see is what you get drag and drop websites that or even like squarespace like all the squarespace sites look exactly yeah. the same to me because the navigation is the same and it's not bad it just i look at it and go oh that's a squarespace yeah um, and and people are getting savvier to that so um it's good to have something that stands out and is a little bit unique and um like renee said something that you can refresh and update on your own with new photos um like you definitely don't want to be using if you built your website and like 2010 and you haven't touched it and you haven't changed out the photos and you haven't changed out the copy uh it, it's time <laughs> it's, it's time way to past it. time yeah so i feel like you know every six months to a year you should definitely be swapping out some photos and taking a look at your bio and about page and the copy on your site and um giving it a little refresh yeah and i know we say this all the time in the wedding industry but i'm just going to be one more one more voice in that chorus if you don't want to do a certain kind of wedding don't show the photos from it. Yes. So like I know my my wedding planning sisters across the country are really sick of mason jars and burlap. Get those photos <laughs> off of your website. Just take them off. You don't have to have 7,000 photos on your website to show that you know what you're doing. Yeah. Just put the best of the best. Just put the best. Just put the ones you're proud of that you want to do more of. Put the styled shoots that you're, you're obsessed with that you slaved over. Like put the ones that really of your like that that are your blood sweat and tears you know mm -hmm. that align with what your future goals are um i think when we talk about brand people sometimes just go logo oh yeah it's not just the logo yeah it's it's all the things you know it's um especially these days it's your instagram yep it's your instagram it's any photos that you put online that are associated with your business um yeah we've become a very visual society with the internet. And um, yeah, it's not just your business card. It's not just your logo. It's not just your website. It's ev literally everything that you might post or share somewhere that's attached to your brand name. Yeah. And I like to ask myself three questions before I post an Instagram photo, or even if I put it on my website. So my three words for my brand are obviously moxie, which I also relate to as like sassy and like funny. Mm-hmm bright because that's the second so if it's colorful or in some and it doesn't have to be colorful colorful it can also be like white and bright mm -hmm. so is it moxie is it bright and is it elegant yeah and if it's not hopefully it's all three of those but if it's at least two of those i'll post it yeah that's a good um that's a good rule and i like that you have your three like keywords associated with your business that you ask yourself whenever you share something or post something or upload something new. Um, that's actually something I learned from Jasmine Starr. Yes. And I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to look around and see if there's a article or something we can link to in the show notes or I believe she used to have a template, like a free, a freebie uh, printout. You could, you could uh, download and work on your, your three words, but yeah, she, her advice is to, pick three words that represent your brand, represent your business, represent you. And you do, you ask yourself every single time before you share something, even if you're responding to an email or you're responding to a comment on your Facebook page or in a Facebook group, uh, even as yourself, if you're talking business on Facebook using your own personal profile, you are still representing your business. So you ask yourself those those three words, does this represent those three words that represent my business before I post this? Yeah. And I think that's really, really smart. 
And I think, too, when you're using your three words, when you're finding your three words, especially if you're about to go into a rebrand, try to use like very evocative words like fun. Okay, love. All right. But like you can do better than that. You can dive a little bit deeper than that. And so because I think the more you dive in with those words and really hone in on like the exact I'm kind of a word nerd, though. I love like the real SAT kind of words. I think the more you dive in and, and really find what those are for you, the easier it will be for you to stay on course. Mm-hmm. Totally. So t- speaking of social media, I just want to um, teach everyone or maybe suggest to everyone how to actually do a quick brand audit of yes. your branding, um, whether it's your website or your Instagram or your Facebook page or wherever you are online, even your business card. Um but just really quickly talking about all the different elements that you want to pay attention to. Uh, I think that it's really important when you're building a brand across the internet, there needs to be uh, a cohesive manner to all of your profiles and all of your pictures. So if you have a logo, be sure you use that logo everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you have certain colors, be sure that you use those colors across the board. So take a look at your profile pictures, your um, cover photo on Facebook. And if you're on Twitter, there's a cover photo as well. And uh, with Instagram, of course, take a look at your bio. Uh, It's less important on Facebook because people rarely click to the about page on your Facebook, but everyone can see your bio on Instagram pretty clearly. So make sure that it represents your brand. It represents uh, what you want your business to convey. It kind of matches the copy on your website. Everything should just kind of flow together. If someone goes from your website to your Instagram, to looking you up on Facebook, uh, or even going to another blog where you've been featured, there should be this cohesive manner to everything. Love it. Yeah, so that's pretty much how to do a brand audit. And um, I think that the main thing to take away from this episode is that um, if you haven't looked at your brand in a while, it might be time for a refresh. (laughs) Um, Definitely sit down with yourself and make sure that your logo and your branding and your website and your business card, that they're still representative of the business that you have become. Um, sometimes people evolve very quickly and sometimes people don't really evolve that much at all. So everyone's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. But also the times change, right? So even if you haven't evolved, the industry probably has, and you need to make sure that you're staying the course, yeah. that you're staying relevant. I also think it's important to sit with yourself, but also like we said earlier, sometimes you get the best gems by asking another person. So if you're really struggling with your brand and you don't, you don't quite know why it's not coalescing for you, talk to a trusted business friend, Mm -hmm. you know, go to your business bestie or go to someone that you've worked with and you admire, but you don't know that well, that actually might be um, more effective in getting to the core of, of who you are or who you're coming across as in the, in your industry. Yeah. You can even offer to take someone out for coffee or lunch if, if they're willing to give you some feedback about your overall, you know, brand. I've done that for other for photographers, a few photographers now, and it's actually been great. Oh. I mean, I always say like grain of salt, take it or leave it. I'm not your ideal client. Obviously, I'm a wedding planner, but this is what I see when I look at you. This is what I see when I look at your photographs. This is what I see when I go to your website. And if those three things don't don't coalesce, then you have to do some work in one of the in whatever area seems to be lacking. But 
feel like the brand work is is ever changing. It's always evolving. Um, it can feel overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I think you just need to tackle um, the biggest pain point first, right? Yeah. If there's something that's definitely not representative of you anymore and it's very obvious, then obviously take that, uh, take care of that one first. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, you can always find a, a great designer, ask around, ask, you know, do the Facebook, ask uh, even on your personal profile, hey, who, you know, who's worked with a designer they love? And, a hot tip, every website that's been designed by a professional has their logo and has a link to them in the in the foot in the footer. Yeah, it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's a site that you really love, go to the footer, click through, you know, maybe they maybe they'll speak to you. That's kind of the easiest way to do it to find some help. Yeah, totally. And don't be afraid to spend that money because it's going to be money well spent. I mean, here we are, as an industry, we preach to uh, people to hire a professional for their wedding, <laughs> but yes. then we don't take we don't take our own advice when it comes to our own business. So, um, yeah, definitely don't be scared to set aside some money and uh, hire a professional who can really help nail your branding for you. It's it's in the age of the internet where your your business is plastered all over the, the all over the place. It's just going to be increasingly important to have a good solid brand. Amen. And with that, we'll say thank you for joining us. And see you next uh, time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Renee. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.